a new episode of the Rebel Radio Podcast, uh, our second week of Halloween Horrors 2023 um, is upon you in, in your listening ear holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let me assume you're listening with your ears. If not, then, you know. Unless you're a starfish and you listen with another hole. Or, or a fly. Yeah. Or fly. Oh, yeah. 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 See what I did there? Yeah, you did. Um, I see that plug. Yeah, and the movies are going to get a little more horrifying here this week and next. And uh, this week, um, you know, we'll discuss it more in a little bit. But a, a movie that, you know, I, I had seen before, but it's been, man, probably 20, 25 years since I watched it. And I actually kind of forgot how grotesque it is. And, it, yeah. and it's grotesque in a weird way because most of the movie is not grotesque. Then it just absolutely fucking unloads you in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> it's know? It saves it for the end, man. Yeah. It's You, you don't... S- see it coming <laughs> and um and we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a bit here and um but uh otherwise man it's um finally some little better weather here in Ponxas in texas which is yeah it's nice. getting nicer um you know hopefully you know, halloween's this nice yeah and now that you said that it'll probably fucking rain or something thanks for oh man that. oh geez you know, i hope not good job good job there man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, more know, candy like, for us yeah <laughs> Um, you're not supposed to eat the candy you buy. You're supposed to go get candy. You can sample it, you know, before you give it out to make sure it's good stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, make sure that you, your your mom didn't put drugs in it or something. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Which is such a myth, man. You know, like... Uh, I wonder what started that. Well, it started in Houston. Oh, okay. Yes, there was a guy here in Houston in the Heights area that put some needles in some candy and in like 1977, 78. And one child did, I don't know if, I, I don't want to say the story wrong. I can't recall if he died or choked or whatever, but had to go get, was injured by it. Yeah. And the guy was caught and, and, and put and put in jail. And it became this nationwide thing after that to all of a sudden have to like, oh, search your candy, search your candy. Um, but there has been like less than 10 cases, I think, if I remember reading right, across the United States in 30, 40 years since that happened. So it's extremely mm-hmm. rare for anyone to put needles in candy, drugs in candy. It doesn't really happen. But that became a thing where you're supposed to search people's candy, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's it's extremely, extremely rare. I think your chances, I, I knock on wood, I, you know, I don't want you to harm anybody, but I think your chances of getting hit by a car on Halloween are probably greater. People driving. Yeah, oh, definitely. Not paying, not paying attention to children and stuff. Yeah, they try um, neighborhood hop and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, you know but, do it how we used to do. You walked, you know, sometimes you walked like two miles that night and you right. somehow dragged your ass home, you know, and, and, you know, and, what, you know, I mean, and if there is something, there's nothing wrong with a little LSD in the candy, man. I mean, you know, kids will just trip out a little bit. They'll trip balls, eat some candy and they'll go to fucking sleep, you know? Exactly. I mean, you know, it'll be all right. Whatever doesn't hurt that makes them stronger. You know? That's, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are totally joking. No one's called the police in the real world. Yeah, please don't. LSD and kids, candy. (laughs) Obviously a joke. If you don't know, we're very tongue in cheek by now after 300 and plus episodes. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. You don't. Yeah. Or or sarcasm. (laughs) If you don't know me by now, then you never will. That's right. You know, Um, how have you you been, man? Good week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good week, man. You know, uh, I've been looking at the uh, Cinemark. They've got. Uh, some you know anniversary uh, movies coming up that they're re-releasing in in theaters. So they're going to re-release The Exorcist. They're going to re-release uh, Hocus Pocus and the original Halloween. So and oh, and Trick or Treat. But why you can watch all of those streaming? Yeah, I think ho- out of all of them, I might go see Halloween on the big screen. You know. <laughs> Sorry, Winter, friend of the show. Movie sucks. It's, it only sucks because, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't show the girls. It still sucks. <laughs> Such a boring, creep-ass movie. And Hocus Pocus sucks, too. Sorry, Disney fans. It just It's not. It's stupid. It's not good. It's better than the, the second one. Well, I mean, that was a given. We knew when they were going to make the second one. It was yeah. pretty good. Um, you know, it's like... like I mean, any, like, all, most of these legacy sequels, I mean, what is... What has been good? You know, really? I mean, Scream uh, was successful. 
Scream Where Five. Were legacy sequels though? Because the problem with those is they were still making them throughout the years. There wasn't a twenty-year gap between them. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's my thing. You know, they, there's only a few. You, I guess Top Gun for sure. Top Gun's been the best one, absolutely. Yeah. You know how these legacy sequels. And there's been a few other okay ones. Tron. I thought I like Tron well, Legacy. Tron's what started it. That's where the term legacy comes from. Yeah. You know, Tron Legacy. You know, that's kind of what caused it. it. Started it. But I mean, really spectacularly good ones. I mean, it's easily Top Gun Maverick. It's been the best one. I think the best thing you can do is do a legacy prequel, um, which is one that I watched uh, this week. I'll get into it when, uh, you know, when we cross that bridge. But, um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a week. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Ready for the weekend. I mean, it is Friday night, Friday the 13th, by the way. So today we I guess. So oh. remember to leave uh, milk and cookies out for Jason Voorhees. Oh, is that, is that the secret? That's the secret. And, um, yeah, man, it's, um, my, my boss was on vacation this week. So I've, uh, it's been exhausting to say the least. I've been going to bed other than the night the Astros played. I finished their series. I think I've gone to bed about nine 30 almost every night, except for tonight. I've been tired. <laughs> I've been Get, old man's full old man status this week going to bed, getting that rest in. Yeah. No lie. And, uh, I gotta have my juice. So I gotta go to bed by a certain right. time. <laughs> and you know it, man. I'm, you know, you hitting that old, like I said, hitting the old man's ass, man. I mean, You're not drinking insure, are you? Are you drinking no, insure? Okay, no, good. No, but but uh, I might have to start doing the Metamucil thing. Seeing the doctor's kind of rep- re- recommending more fiber. Fiber's not bad. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah. But I still feel like that's an old person thing to drink more Metamucil. Well, it helps uh, combat the carbs. So if you eat like yeah. a slice of cake, you know, and you have some fiber with it, it's not so bad. Right, right. But, man, I mean, I don't know. I haven't researched yet. I hope that if I do, I hope it doesn't taste like ass. You know, that's all. So, yes, kids, remember, when you get older, more fiber in your diet, less sugar, and go poop a lot. Yes, pooping that's is good. That's the lesson of that. But, but on another note, you were just talking about Top Gun Maverick. I um, I actually watched a Tom Cruise movie I had not seen before. Okay. Uh, American Made from 2017. Oh, yeah. Um, man, it's um, very entertaining. Uh, you know, it's based on, it's semi-based on a true story because uh, the historical inaccuracies are pretty way off from what I was reading. Yeah. About, um, about Barry Seal, who's a airline pilot, gets recruited by the CIA to run reconnaissance through Nicaragua and Cuba and 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 drug drug countries basically, and then he gets recruited by the cartels to run drugs and guns for them back to America, but then he turns around the CIA is like no it's okay we know you're doing that you can run guns back for us to the people that we want to fight against the cartel, essentially oh, creating essentially creating the Iran Contra affairs um, that Reagan had to admit was going on during his presidency because he denied denied and denied that was happening until there was too much evidence yeah it was going on um and, and cruz is really good in the movie um you know as barry seal and uh the film is played a little more uh, quirky and trying to tell the story with an upbeat manner um, okay because ultimately barry seal ends up uh getting murdered by the cartel you know shortly oh, after shortly after he because uh, the cia kind of screwed up and put his picture on television and the cartel was like, oh, no, fuck this guy. And, um, you know, and they end up going after him. And the, and, and the movie uh, chooses to keep it light. You know, they allude that he's killed, but they don't, you know. Show it. Show it. They, you know, they, they choose don't to show his hands him. getting uh, cut off and his toes. And um, Now, from shit. what I was reading, historically, it wasn't that violent. They basically walked, oh, up, okay. to him at a, they walked up to him at a uh, Salvation Army place where he was doing uh, community service and just shot him right there on the sidewalk. Shit. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, um, but, it, but it was good. It was on Netflix and it was, a uh, Netflix's number one movie one day this week, you know, and it was trending. And I was like, you know, I've never seen this. I'm going to sit down and watch it. And, uh, and it's, it's good. It's actually really well done. It's, um, directed by Doug Lyman, who also made like the Born Identity. And I believe he did, a, a, a Mr. Miss Smith or a couple other movies, you know, so, um, good director. And, yeah, uh, but it was a good, interesting story, you know, even if it took some, uh, Hollywood liberties to tell it, you know, it was something I'd never, never seen. And, you know, I'm generally entertained by Tom's movies. And, um, as you know, anybody knows there's a long running joke about our love for Tom Cruise in the show. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but <laughs> a lot you know, of love guy, for Tom Cruise. 
the guy makes a uh, hell of good fun movies and American made was really good. Um, you know, I guess, um, the character of Barry Seal is not the first time he showed up in Hollywood. You know, he's been, um, as in the show Narcos, he's been in other show movies and stuff, okay. like that. but that was the first one that was kind of done about his, uh, his uh, his life, I guess, and the and the things he went through, um, pretty crazy, man. And a lot of it happened in our in our neighboring state. He was from Louisiana, so uh, wow. The, the CIA wanted him to try to drop, uh, or the cartel wanted him to try to drop drugs directly into Miami, and he was like, "No, no, man, trust me, Louisiana. I know the swamps." And he's flying low in uh, into the swamps until the DA started getting word of it, you know. And that's where he was dropping them. It was pretty crazy, man. Um, pretty, pretty interesting story. Something I had never known before. And uh, wow, I, I of course had heard of the Iran Contra affairs and how it started, ignited the drug war in the eighties. You know, everyone knows that. And uh, I never knew some of the story behind it about how the USA got involved so deeply into it. And it was because the CIA kind of put themselves into it by hiring Barry to do this stuff. You know? mm-hmm. So it was almost an accidental um, affair, so to speak. You know. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, a good watch, man. If you have, have an hour and forty five minutes on Netflix to uh, to uh, check out, and um, and I, that's honestly about the only thing I watched this week, other than watching our Astros advance to a another American League Championship Series. And don't hate us because you ain't us. That's all that's I got to right. say to all those fans out there who keep saying, "Oh, they cheated this or that, blah blah blah." And again, don't hate us because you ain't us. Yeah, I, just, I hate that. Uh, no, no, it's, it's like. The, the games in which they brought up it's six um, years old. when we did that. Well, and then the the games they brought up as examples to show the league that we were doing that, we lost them all. Yeah, and so there were how, regular how, season games with 20,000 people in the stands. There was no proof ever that they did it in the playoffs with 40,000 people. There was no proof that they did it into the 2018 season, um, even though the scandal occurred after the end of the 19 season. They never yeah. could prove that it happened to 18 and 19. They, they, and they, and like you said, there was very, the proof they had in 17 was a handful of games. There was a, uh, there was proof that our stars, Al, Altuve, Bregman, those guys even used the system. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, you know, and not only that, the Red Sox did it. The Yankees did it. But yeah. talks about them. Well, they were, they removed that ESPN episode from YouTube. Uh, they, they were asking that, uh, that coach of the, I think it was coach of the Red Sox, former coach of the Red Sox. And he's like, well, yeah, whenever we stole people's signs, this is what no, we that, did. That was, that was Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. Yeah, yeah. He was on MLB network talking about it. Yeah. And they, yeah, they removed that episode from, from YouTube because they didn't want to make it seem like it was normal, which it is. Yeah. Everyone tries to, you know, get the signs. Everyone. Yeah. So, you know, they've even asked like multiple players. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we would try and get them. Yeah, so um, we advance, and um, sorry to those who didn't, and hopefully we um, beat the Rangers. Yeah, if you have an issue, get a tissue. That's it. That's right. <laughs> um, well, I, I've, I have a list of things that I watched. I was pretty productive. I haven't been this productive in watching stuff in a while. Um, I watched uh, Haunted Mansion, the remake with uh, Rosario Dawson. Owen Wilson, I Danny DeVito. About it, but then like, it was free. I, yeah, it's on Disney Plus, and I thought about it, but then I was just reading like I've. I mean, and you can tell me, but I've heard the first hour is like nothing happens. It drags, it's really man. Boring. Yeah, and I thought Owen Wilson would be better. Um, I think you know he's his character. Maybe if they used his character different, you know, he could have been better. Um, I'm not sure if I like the comedy aspect. The ending um, message, uh, the ending conclusions, okay. Um, I would just, I would kind of give it like a like a D plus, I think, um, which is sad because I'm like, man, Rosario's in it. So I was I like, I got to see her. This may sound absolutely m- against my man card. I'd probably watch The Little Mermaid before I watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I think The Little Mermaid would have at least would would have been better than I've watching this. I wanted to sit down and watch the little Marais, haven't had a chance to yet. And honestly, it's because my sister, who I'm, I am 10 years older from her, that was her favorite animated movie and still is. And yeah. So I grew up watching it a lot because my little sister was always putting in the VHS tape. And so I'm like, I have a general curiosity to see how they did the live action version. So I think I'll watch it eventually. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Other than that, um, I did watch Loki, the first episode season two. Um, Lehuay Kwan, 
Um, so I'm saying that right. What did you say? Key, Key Hae Kwan? Key, Key sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, poor short round. Just fuck his name up, man. Yeah, man. I, I liked him in the movie. He, uh, he reminded me of, uh, of himself from, uh, from crap. I can't think of the, the movie name right now. Uh, time travel everything movie, everywhere, all everything all everywhere all at once. I'm like, uh, and so, uh, yeah, he's quirky. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's funny, but he's kind of pointless character right now. Um, I'm hope he, he offers a solution to a problem that Owen Wilson's character has to solve. Um, and you know, it's got Loki jumping back and forth through time right now. So the story hasn't really progressed. We just find ourselves in a problem and kind of like aftermath of the end of season one and, and he who remains, um, finding out that he exists and you know, what, what the TVA really is now. So, um, I didn't watch, uh, the second episode. Um, it's been out for a day now, but maybe I'll, I'll catch it this this weekend. First Marvel show to get a second season. I think. Yeah, Yeah, it is. First season was really good. I know there's a second uh, season coming of what if, but I think as far as a live action shows, this is the first one. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's good. Um, and, and I think it'll get better. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be as good as the first season, but I think it'll be okay. Um, next, uh, Amazon prime had released a new, uh, slasher and it's, uh, it's kind of in the same vein of scream, uh, mixed with back to the future mixed with mean girls. And that is totally killer. Um, and, I saw the trailer for this movie and I was like, man, this seems like a lot of fun. It features this killer called the sweet 16 killer. He kills uh, three girls in 1987. And, you know, the mom is, uh, is, you know, super, super protective of her daughter because that this, this happened. But then he comes back 30 years later and kills the mom who is like super prepared for a killer. Um, So it's funny. And he's, it's, you know, they make, comments like what if there's actually two killers like in scream or what if it's like this horror movie or, you know, Oh, you never do that. That, That's he's like, like they go to a cabin in the woods. She's like, there's a killer on the loose. We can't go to a, a, the cabin on the woods. You know, this is horrible. So there's a lot of those tropes and they, what happens is uh, the killer kills her mom. As you see in the trailer, she runs to this time machine, her friend invents for a science fair and, she accidentally gets transported to the day of the first murder back in 1987. And it's her job to discover who the killer is. So her mom is prevented from dying. And, uh, and she's trying to undo this thing. And her mom was part of these, uh, girls called the Mollies. And so they're kind of like, they act like mean girls. Um, and of course it's the eighties. So you've got all these eighties tropes in there, like any eighties movie, just throw it in there. Breakfast club, pretty in pink, whatever. And, uh, there's a lot of these tropes. Like they don't give a fuck about your feelings. There's no safe spaces, uh, you know, take it, shove it, whatever, you know? So it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, it's worth watching. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, at, at very least an a minus. Um, I put it up there. Um, this could be a, this could be like a top, uh, maybe sneak into the top 10, of my favorite horror films in the next couple of years as I rewatch it, but we'll see, you know, I like those comedy horrors. It's good. It's, it's definitely worth a watch at, at the very least. So check it out. If you haven't checked it out, it's out there. It just came out on the 6th of October. Um, so it's been out for a week and, uh, yeah, man, watch it. Enjoy it. Um, you had mentioned last week, Mark, that you, uh, you started watching Gen V and I started watching it and it's got, the girl from Harvey danger in it as the like short, the, the shrinking girl that well, I guess I didn't recognize. But she, yeah. She looks familiar. And, and Jackie was like, Hey, that's, she's like, isn't that that Disney girl? And sure enough, Henry I'm like, danger? yeah, Henry danger. I have to go back. I guess I didn't, I've only watched the first episodes. So I guess yeah. I didn't recognize. Yeah, so it's it's just off putting that she's a Disney star and she like shrinks herself and wraps herself around some dude's you know junk. Yeah, there's a lot of penis in the show. There is, there is. Um, like you said, it tries to be in the same vein and in some instances outdo it. 
Clancy Brown was he's only in the first episode. It's crazy. I guess we'll yeah. have some flashbacks of him. It gets better. Someone because I like I wasn't super impressed with the first episode. And I was talking to someone at work and they said no, it gets it gets a lot better. I watched the first three. Because yeah. my first episode felt like, oh man, this is just trying too hard to be extreme version of the boys. And I know it's been off from the boys, but then I heard it kind of starts leveling off some and gets a little better. It does level off. Um and uh, I will say it is getting better. Uh, three episodes in, um, I'm gonna I'll casually watch it yeah. uh, to see see where it ends. Yeah, just I because I, I miss the boys, you yeah, know. I still want the flagship show to come back. I'm hearing there's been some talk about February that it's it's hopefully coming soon. I think Amazon was kind of trying to wait out these strikes to see what happens so they their actors can promote the show. Yeah, because the actor strike is still going on, even though the writer strike is done. And then this week. They were really close, they thought, and then all of a sudden the 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 people that not the actors, but the other side walked away from the bargaining. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden things have taken another step back. So hopefully soon. There's still a lot of people in the business think it'll all be over by the end of October. But uh it's just it just seems like it's been a step forward and a step back with this strike thing. Um yeah. hopefully so. Yeah. Um Next, uh, I came across this movie because our friend Justin Corbett um, mentioned that he uh, watched it, and that is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Um, and he said, hey, if you're a fan of the original, um, you'll enjoy this movie. And I don't know if you remember watching the original Pet Cemetery, 1989. Maybe parts and pieces of it. Um, it's got Herman Munster in it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's I a Pet it, Cemetery. I, mean, I you bury I might have seen it, just, you know. Yeah, the, the they're, soil they're went retained. sour. If you bury someone past the pet cemetery, then they come back, but they come back damaged, kind of like, uh, you know, Tim Drake did, you know, whenever he yeah. came back from the Lazarus pit. Think about that. Um, yeah. But uh, this father, uh, this father played by uh, Mulder, um, is, uh, he, he, his son basically dies in the Vietnam War, and he decides to bury him over there so he can have his son back. His son comes back just damaged as hell, starts killing other people. And it's a, uh, uh, it's a prequel to Judd's character, um, who was played by Herman Munster in the original. Um, so it's, it's a prequel of the story that he tells the neighbor what not to do, but his neighbor ends up burying his son past the pet cemetery, of course, in the original gauge, um, who's hit by the, uh, you may remember the infamous scene. He gets hit by the, the 18 wheeler and uh, you know, he's not able to save his son and the son comes back damaged. Uh, but it's uh, it's, it's good. It's on Hulu. It's free. Uh, I think it's, it's worth a watch. I think it's a uh, plus also. I might be on Paramount plus, plus movie. It's on Could Hulu. be a Paramount plus movie, it's, it but Paramount it was on Hulu. Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I saw it on Paramount plus. Yeah. Cause I want to say it was a Paramount plus exclusive. Thing. That's right. It wasn't Hulu. It was, it was Paramount yeah. plus my bad. Um, I also watched the child's play remake with Mark Hamill and it's got Aubrey Plaza in it. I did not know it. And I was just like, Oh, you know, wide eyed whenever she came on the screen and my wife completely saw it. She saw, I was just, she's like, <laughs> you are so bad though. It's, it's not that great. Um, but it's a, uh, it's definitely a modern I mean, take. I guess if it's got Aubrey in it, then it's probably got at least a moment or two. that's worth it. Oh, dude, yeah. There's this movie where she's, you know, trying to get the uh, the doll for free, and she's like flirting, and she's doing that that thing with her face. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, dude. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, entranced by this. And my wife caught it, and she's like, "You are so silly." She's like, "You you really like Aubrey Plaza?" And I was yeah. like, yeah, "Yeah, I do, I do." <laughs> I was like, "You you got me." I was like, "I don't I don't know what to say," you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I thought it was. When Scarlett Johansson comes on screen, I mean, you know, she could just wink yes. at me and be like, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What <laughs> do you need? Like? Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Bath water, you know? I don't even have um, feet. I'll lick your toes. <laughs> it, it's, it's been out for four years, I think, or three years, uh, the the uh, Child's Play remake. And, and I will give some spoilers uh, because I just think it's funny how they have it to where, you know, he's, he's AI. He can connect to other devices and he can control stuff. And I was like, Oh, he has the force. He can control shit with his, the touch of his finger. I was like, he's Mark Hamill. You know, he can use the force. I was like, and then the kid, uh, is supposed to give him a nickname. And he's like, he's like, 
what what do you want to name me? You know, he's it's in setup mode, and he's like Han Solo, and he's like, did you say Chucky? <laughs> He's like, not even close. And I'm like, so uh, there's some Star Wars jokes in there. I thought it was wow. funny. Hamill does a good job. Um, but yeah, um, it's, uh, I think that one's on Paramount. I think it's on Paramount. No, it's on uh, Amazon. Uh, and then I watched the first episode of Shining Veil. Vale. It's a new series that came out with uh, Courtney Cox. She's a writer, has a adulterous relationship with a uh, plumber that takes off a shirt kind of like you know old school porno stuff you know plumber comes over takes off a shirt he lays some pipe that he wasn't gonna lay before <laughs> uh, what were you really kill the audience. Yeah. yeah i know i was like uh, 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 so courtney cox and her husband move into this house and she starts seeing ghosts and spirits and there's something she's got to figure out there um so free time to watch all this stuff <laughs> it this was this was my short week from work yeah. i got this the rotating schedule. So I only worked two days this week. Uh, and then I watched, lastly, I watched the craft remake, um, which wasn't that great. Um, the best part about it was that they, the girl that's featured in the movie is Feruza Balk. Nancy's I didn't know that was character. a thing until I came yeah. across it the other day. I was straight. I don't remember what, maybe it was on Hulu or something. It's all I don't remember. It's like, Oh, there's a remake of this or not. It's not even a remake. It's like a reboot, I guess. It's a, no, it's a legacy sequel. Yeah, it's a like, it's a legacy sequel. Like, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah. but well, yeah, it's a uh, it's to me it's not worth watching. Yeah, but it's got Feruza Balk at the end. She's man, she's showing her age. But maybe maybe it was just the makeup. Hopefully, I think yeah, I think I, it might have been Hulu. I came across that because that is one thing I did last weekend. Hulu was live streaming a lot of the Austin City Limits Festival, and I was waiting yeah. for the Foo Fighters to start Saturday night. And um, that's all I really watch. I watch the Foo Fighters Saturday night and their their performance. And uh, okay. I was waiting. And I think I was flipping through Hulu, and I was like, "They did a craft reboot. Like, when did this happen?" You know? Yeah. So that's yeah. one of those movies. I I don't think you can touch. Yeah. I don't. You. Man, yeah. I only saw it like once. That was all right. It's there were some creepy things that happened in that movie when they started chanting stuff. They used like real witchcraft chants. The uh, the water. There was it was supposed to be low tide and the tide just started rising and the electronics started going out without the water touching the electronics and it was like freaky apparently. So oh. one of the set playing pranks. So maybe so, maybe maybe that's just uh, you know some stuff they threw out there to make it interesting. Let's blow through these three whole news things before we get to um, today's feature film. Yeah. Uh, we covered the Rocketeer a couple of years ago, and there was talks about Disney Disney Plus doing a reboot of the Rocketeer. Um, mm-hmm. It's finally moving forward. Disney hired a screenwriter, um, okay, to start moving this project forward. So I guess it's still in development. I was wondering kind of what happened to it. I think it's cool. I, I like the character of the Rocketeer, and I like I enjoyed the movie the the nineteen ninety one version. It's a good story. Um, but I also feel that it's a movie that is ripe for a, a remake. Um, you know, we talked about it before. A lot of those pulp heroes like the Rocketeer and the Phantom and Flash Gordon. And, and, and we love the movies that we have of them, all the ones from the 80s and 90s. But I think it's time to have some remakes of these characters. Um, I love the yeah. original Flash Gordon, but I think it's it would be nice to have a big budget remake of it. And uh, so, you know, the Rocketeer looks like it's going to finally get off the ground. Um, He-Man, Master of the Universe, Revelations. Finally, coming back, January uh, 25th, will return to Netflix after like three years since the first 10 episodes aired of Kevin Smith's uh, sequel series to the original series. So finally coming wow. back. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I really enjoyed that, that show. Uh, lastly, you know, this week, I guess there was never an official report on this, but it seems that James Gunn and company have somewhat confirmed through unofficial channels that None of the, which we already knew this, but Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, uh, Gal Gadot aren't coming back. But Jason Momoa might be coming back as Lobo. And apparently it's almost a done deal, but they're waiting till, uh, to announce it after they announce more Superman casting. Yeah. Um, but it also seems that Gal Gadot being gone is not completely in the woods either, that she may still come back as one role. But uh, okay. so I'm not sure what came out of this report this week. We already knew Henry and Ben weren't coming back because they've already recast Superman. You know, we already knew Ben said he's done. He's he's not coming back. 
Um, so right choice. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we, we know from the looks, the sounds of things, these reports about Amber Heard and all the Aquaman cuts that Aquaman lost kingdom. Sounds like it's going to be a mess. It just yeah. it's starting to get that vibe. Um, it's going to be a bomb. And, yeah. Um, people just aren't invested in it with the DCU rebooting in 2025 with mm-hmm. the Superman legacy. Um, so it just feels like I, I'm off. I, I think Jason Momoa was great as Aquaman, but I think he'd be a better Lobo. I could see him being oh, a Lobo. Oh, for sure. A fucking badass. And um, and I really have a hard time seeing anyone else but Gal as Wonder Woman. So I hope maybe she comes back. Um, we'll see. Will he be Lobo the anti-hero or will be he, will he be Lobo the villain? No, I think they, you got to start him with the villain at first and then make yeah. him become the anti-hero. You gotta, you gotta go hard. You gotta go hardcore. You know, Good call. We'll, we'll see what they do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm even feel that way about well, Aquaman. Like, I saw the trailer and it looks cool, but if I don't see it, I don't see it. You know, I'll watch it on HBO Max. You know, it's kind of yeah, exactly. Like I need to go to the theaters and see it. Um, so, you know, and 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 I'm a huge fan of that universe, and I, even I'm um, just de-invested from it. I got to see Michael Keaton return as Batman in the flash and I loved it and I'm good. I I'm, I'm done with that extended universe. Now I'm ready to move on to a, to a Cronin sweat and him playing Superman, see what he can do. And uh, yeah. he's definitely been bulking up. There's pictures of him on the internet. He almost looks like Henry Cavill. He's got the beard going. He's bulked up. He's been hitting the weights. I mean, when people saw those photos of him back a few months ago, like, Oh, this guy's skinny. Not anymore. He's getting ready. You know, there we go. So, because you know, it goes behind the cameras. I think James Gunn said February or March. You know, assuming the strikes are over, it goes mm-hmm. behind the cameras, and uh, so it's 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 coming. You know, it's happening. That's one thing you can build your body. They've got men, the right trainer. I'll get oh, yeah. get anybody in shape. Look at Hemsworth before he became Thor. He was kind of right. skinny. Well, that's the thing. Like everyone's like, you know, it's easy. Like when you're normal people like us, you know, when people like. We, we, we have to work nine to five jobs and, and take care of children. If we didn't have those kind of jobs and we made $10 million for making a movie, we could go get in shape in a few weeks. Exactly. Because you know? we could focus solely on that. But And they get those cool things like peptides, which like boost your testosterone and stuff. So your workout is like five workouts in one, you know? So it's like, is that we don't get that. They give porn stars to, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they use it too in that industry. Oh. Let's <laughs> choke over here. I've generally always been curious, but never mind. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to today's featured film uh, from 1986, a movie that was um, came very close to being directed by Tim Burton. Like, I mean, all the way up to almost when pre-production started, Burton was involved in this film, and uh, but then he. Um, ended up not doing it and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and it moved on to David Cronenberg who also initially turned down the film uh, to do but, total recall. Yeah. He was going to do total recall, but then, but then Paul Verhoeven took the total recall job. So Cronenberg backed up and says like, you know, it's a fly still available. I'll do it. And, uh, uh the, about the biggest differences in Cronenberg's version and, and Burton's version is Burton's version from what I understand wasn't going to quite be as R rated. Burton was going to play it a little more, um, his quirky sci-fi like he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you bring Cronenberg in and you're, you're in for um, blood and guts. And, yes. Uh, and, and uh, but you know, at the same time, this is probably David Cronenberg's most accessible film in a lot of ways. Cause it's pretty straight. I'd be his best, his best film. Oh, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's, it's a brisk 95 minutes, so it's well-paced. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Glow, Jeff Globloom and Gina Davis, who are real life boyfriend and girlfriend at the time starred in the film. And, and, um, Gina Davis got the job based on her, the recommendation of Jeff. Cause they were looking for an actress and Jeff was like, well, what about Gina Davis? And at first Cronenberg was like, uh, you, you know, you're dating her. I, I don't think that's a good idea, but she, her audition was so good that Cronenberg was like, okay, you're in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he plays a scientist and uh, man, I am forgetting the names in front of me. Brundle. Yeah. I, mean, I, wa- so I watched this a week ago. So it's, um, you know, and he, um, it's developing a new tech that he says is going to change the world. And he keeps it very hush hush. And she is a reporter reporter that, um, that is very interested what he's doing. He's willing to give her the story, but he has, um, you know, he gives her some limitations, you know, until, until she sees it. And her name is Veronica. And, um, 
So his name is Seth. That's his first name. Yeah. So it's basically he creates a teleportation pods where he can teleport an item from one side of the room to the other. And but the problem is he can't seem to get human flesh or no any kind of flesh to work because they uh, put a monkey in there and they telepod the monkey and it comes out out inside out. Which and it's yeah. Uh, the coolest thing about this film is the amazing practical effects, which uh, won it an Oscar. Um, you know, and uh, and and it reminds me we did the Fang on the show a couple of years yes. ago. Just amazing practical effects, and, and it just takes you back to a time in which film was. Um, a handiwork, a piece of art, which not that it is it now, but it's a different type of piece of art. It's all done digitally um, yes. where, where this stuff is done with, with a love behind it through makeup effects and, and practical effects. And, and five hours of makeup, man. Yeah. And, and uh, so global or Seth gets obsessed with his work and, and feels that he needs to move quicker. And uh, because he feels like someone's going to try to steal it. Like, Gina Davis's character, her boss wants information on this. What is this? You know, and yeah, and he's all, you know, yeah, uh, paranoid that, yeah. you know, they're going to start dating again or something and she'll let it slip. Yeah. So he hurries up his human test and decides to test himself. And he kind of figures out the idea. He thinks he knows why the monkey came inside out or a piece of, of, of steak meat steak doesn't taste yeah. right. He mm-hmm. thinks he figures out the code, so he decides to do it himself. And lo and behold, he doesn't know that a fly sneaks into the pod with him. And um, as time goes by, he starts not yep. doing well. He knows something's not right. Well, he, well first off, at he's, first he's like a superhero. Yes, his teleportation <laughs> is successful. By the way, yes, he's a sex superhero. He starts sleeping yes. around with women. He has all this stamina. He's he can go for hours, porn star style. Like, yep. let's, let's do this, you know, strong and, as hell, you know, yeah, very strong. And, and before you know it, something's not right. He thinks maybe the, 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 they never call it radiation, but he thinks maybe the energy he uses in the pod made him sick. He's just not, he yeah. doesn't, even as a scientist, he doesn't know until, uh, um, he starts figuring out something's not right. And he slowly transforms into a human fly, essentially. And he, yes. he starts to his skin's mad. like a cocoon. Yes, his skin's yeah. like a cocoon. He starts he's starting to lose his mind, but then for a time he comes back around and tells tells Veronica, like, Hey, I, I need help. Can you help me? And, and 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 but she's struggling with her own of what's going on. She's she's she loves him and she wants to help him, but she doesn't know what to do. And before she's able to get him that help, he completely converts and loses loses it. The cocoon falls off, he turns into a human fly. Uh, she's her, pregnant and he wants to like tran- transport together so they all yes, become like one person. It's fucking uh, weird, man. Her yeah. boss gets wind of it and he shows up to try to help her with a gun. And we get uh, the extremely grotesque scene as his the flies vomit, vomits on him and destroys Dude, his hand and his him. leg. And I'm, I'm normally not queasy in movies, but that scene is just like, oh, fuck. Dude, that's I'm where it loses you. I'm sitting there watching it going, man, that is fucked up. I, I think I said that's fucked up like four times when I'm watching it. Imagine <laughs> being Vincent Price, who on Goldblum's nice note to Vincent Price about his original fly, he went to go see it and he said it was really good up until a certain point and then it was just too much. And that <laughs> right. had to be the point. Uh, but it's and, just and this you know, is coming you know from what, a guy yeah. who made tons of hammer horror films in the 60s and 70s that yes. pushed the envelope back then, yeah, like big time. You know, hammer horror took a lot, it took hammer horror a lot of years to get any respect because their movies were considered so grotesque for the time. You know, um, it wasn't until the 80s and 90s when horror became kind of mainstream that people looked back on those hammer films and said, Oh, you know, these are pretty good, you know, yeah. And, and so this is coming from Vincent Price, and and, uh, and 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 it does push the edge. And I really started thinking, like I said, I had seen this before. I've been 25, 30 years mm-hmm. since I watched it. And probably when I watched it back in high school, I probably thought, oh, no big deal. It's not gross. And now as an older adult, I'm like, oh, it's pretty fucked up. You know? Um, and, uh, and for 1986, man, it, it pushes the envelope uh, pretty pretty yeah. strongly. Um, and uh, my thinking was, I, I guess NC-17 didn't exist yet, but it had to. Maybe have. not. Well, I don't know. RoboCop came out in 88 and initially got an NC-17 until they okay. edited it. So I don't know if NC-17 existed in 86 or not. So I'm thinking if RoboCop got NC-17, like how did this not get it just from that scene alone? You know, For real. Um, so that's why I'm thinking it didn't exist at the time. Um, 
but but at the same time, as gross as the scene is, it's fucking awesome. It's it, it really is, up. man. The human fly looks badass on screen. Um, and, and the the coolest part, of, I think, the coolest part about this this science fiction horror story is that it has a weird grounded reality to it. Like you buy into that this could happen because the science of it makes sense. Everything mm-hmm. that happens, it just it makes sense. It's not so over the top that you're like, oh, this is stupid. You know, I mean, is that yeah. fair to say? Because it's like, uh, you know, like Willy, you watch Willy Wonka and, and they right. transport in one scene over there and he's talking about how it breaks down your molecules and goes to like this second, you know, piece. And so that's what happens with Seth. And, you know, that's, of course, how he comes to realize that he fused with a fly whenever the computer tells him they detected two different genetics um, transferred. And then, you know, the testing that he's doing, you know, the, the steak. He's like, all right, try this steak. Now try this steak. She's like, ah. And he's like, what I think is happening is a computer is telling us what it thinks a steak should taste like instead of just doing it, you know? So, uh, you know, they go through the scientific process and everything. So they really, really uh, try and make this uh, as believable um, as possible. And how, how good is Goldblum in this movie? I mean, he's he's amazing. He deserves an audience. Awesome. Does, does, yeah, deserves an Emmy. You know? Yeah, he sells. Well, they don't do Emmys for television. Yeah, yeah. He, he sells the audience as a, and and then you feel his heart and his pain as he's going through what he's going through. Like he's, you don't like him an extent because he's losing his mind and he's being mean to Veronica and people are around him and he and he wants to to do evil things. But at the same time, there's parts of you that have a sympathy for. Him, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just melting away. Himself. Yeah. You know, over just, he just couldn't wait. Just could, you know, <laughs> tried to, you know, do this on a whim and, it, you know, she, her emotions, you know, where she finds out that she's pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, and let's uh, get rid of the baby. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, Cronenberg is the, uh, gynecologist in the, yes. in that dream scene. Um, but yeah, she's her, you know, trauma going through it. She's like, Oh my God, what's going to come out of me. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the fly too, you know what yeah, happens, which yeah. is a horrible sequel. It's just yes, yeah. very horrible. That's like, I think it was on TV once, and I saw parts of it. Yeah, and and I actually you know had to look up what what the continuity was. Uh, so I guess the child's born, Gina's character dies, and he grows into a fly. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Once she, once he finds out she's pregnant, he's like, oh, you know what we should do. Just transport together and we'll be one big family. Mm-hmm. And there were plans in it at one point for a third one um, because the second one, even though it wasn't good, did make money because of the success of the first one. And there was plans. Yeah. For, or there was plans for a third one at one point and um, they wanted to bring Cronenberg back, but he wasn't interested. Um, apparently they even wanted somehow to bring Goldblum back in some sort of form and just no one was interested in doing it. So the third one, yeah, third one ended up happening in comic book form later on. But it never happened as a film. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently there's a comic out there that what the script would have been for the third one. Um, but uh, one thing I, I, I like about this movie is um, is it's it it's well paced as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> it's a brisk ninety five minutes, but it feels kind of epic. Um, it is. There's build up. There's yeah, yeah. Good performance. Pacing. Uh, I also was thinking like her boss. If the, this movie was made today. Her boss, the boss's character would be written completely different because he's a sleazeball pervert. Um, none yes. of that would happen in 2023, you know, because they just won't make a movie like that anymore because of the current situation of the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is a movie that was made in a different time. But mm-hmm. now you can't make a movie where you degrade and sexualize women to that extent like he does in this film. Um, so I, I, I think it's always interesting when you watch these older films and you see the, the, the differences in writing in 1986 compared to a movie in 2023. I'm like, yeah, this character would not even exist in a movie today. It just wouldn't happen. Or he would yeah. exist, but in a different way. He wouldn't be a sleazeball. You know? um, and, and I think that's it's almost comical to go back and watch. Like, well, yeah, you look at these 80s at those movies. Characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's just really like you said, they were, they were written – you know, at a time where no one cared about anyone's feelings, nobody, you know, that's, that's, so they just, this is the movie, you know, this is what it's going to be, you know, and that's it. 
That's it. You deal with it, motherfucker. If you don't like it, oh well. <laughs> yeah, oh well. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, but uh, I mean, I'm trying to think what else to say. But I mean, it's it's a it's a it's not a horror movie in a typical sense for Halloween Horrors Month, but it has some very horrifying elements mixed with science fiction. That's it's that sci-fi horror, horror stuff. It's yeah. sci-fi horror. It's more horror based on the obsession of one man and how far it could go. The last 20 minutes definitely have horror elements when the, when the fly comes to fruition, he turns into a fly and just the grotesque things he does. I mean, the acid vomits extremely gross and, and nasty. And then, uh, the part where his ear falls off was a legitimate reaction from Gina Davis because she didn't know what was going to happen, and it's almost oh, played. Wow. He, and he's like, "Oh, my ear!" And, it's like, and then, and then she rips his jaw off on accident. Yes, starts to transform, and that's really like, "Oh, it's gross." And then so, it's like just wiggling on the ground, yeah. like he's his nerves are still working, and, and then uh, all of a sudden he cocoons out into the fly. And uh, but again, man, um, uh, I can't remember what director it was that said. Uh, they were going to win an Oscar for this. And Cronenberg was like, Oh no, no one's going to watch this. It's horror sci-fi. No one's going to notice this. And sure enough, they won the Oscar for best makeup for this film. <laughs> and rightfully so, because it's phenomenal work. I mean, even by today's standards, it's some of the, some the best stuff I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's just really good work. <laughs> Michael Keaton was, was gonna, was offered the role of Seth Brundle. Um, yeah. But he, I guess he declined, which that would have been, uh, just a match made in, in heaven, uh, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton. If we had the uh, original, you know, oh. two choices right there, but, but, but yeah, Goldblum did fine. He did great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now it's, it's one of those movies you just couldn't see anyone else doing, no, um, no. you know, because such a, such a good and, job was done. And Goldblum at this point in his career was a minor star. You know, he had some success with some things and, and, but this movie really, um, really turned out to be a big hit for him. You know, movie made uh, its money back at the box office and did some. And four times. Yeah. yeah four times. It's production Gold, budget. Goldblum went on to, uh, as we know today, he's, he's a legitimate movie star, one of our great actors. And, uh, you know, a few years later we were watching him in Jurassic park and, and, he, and the rest is history, as they say. And then and essentially started with a fly. Like I said, he had some minor success in some films before this, but this was one of his, his first big headlining hits, you know, for Jeff Goldblum. Definitely, man. So it's, you know, if you're into those grotesque, you know, gross kind of movies, it's not a torture movie. It's not that kind of gross. It's a completely different kind of gross. And uh, it really, it it doesn't matter what your tolerance is. You're still going to be grossed out by what you see. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's pretty damn cool uh, to see what they pulled off. I'm not really, you know, when it comes to film, I'm not usually generally grossed out and rewatching this. I was like the acid scene. It's just that is like I said, already, that's fucked up. <laughs> and how about that arm wrestling scene? Oh yeah, yeah, where he breaks yeah. his arm. He starts Damn. secreting that liquid to yeah. make his bones break down, and he breaks the dude's wrist. Is, her boss is in the sequel. I don't know how. I guess he doesn't have a hand or a leg in the sequel. I don't. I've oh, only weird. seen. I've never seen the sequel. I've only seen parts of it. I remember Eric Stoltz is in it, and I remember like his eyes bulging out or something. He turns into a fly. It's like I remember parts. Yeah. Of it, you know, but I don't think I. I've ever. I probably did see it all the way through. I just don't recall it at all. Ah. And it was so bad. Um, so I'm trying to remember how her boss is even in it. You know, it, the sequels on HBO. I watched it on, even though you have it on your account, I didn't realize it was on HBO Max. And I was, okay. I was on Max the other day and I was like, and it, and it popped up, you know, because it's Halloween month. I was like, you know, I'm just going to start watching on Max. I'm already on here. And the sequel's on Max too. So if I really want to watch <laughs> it, I could, but probably not going to. Yeah. Um, but the fly, man. So that yes, people, if you want to watch it, it is on Max, and uh, you want to check it out. Um, a good one, man. One, one, one of the uh, out of all the movies we've done for Halloween horrors, I think this is one that I, I think probably a top fiver. It was just one of the better Halloween films we've done. Just really definitely, cool. yeah, man. Um, it's it's you know it won an Oscar. So to win an Oscar yeah. as a horror movie, Absolutely. I mean, gotta gotta be on yeah. on point. I mean, I think like I think back on the films we've done, I think. Uh, 28 Days Later is probably the best one of all the films yeah. we've done. Um, I put Nightmare on Elm Street up there, The Fly up there. Definitely. You know, yeah, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Has, yeah. Has uh, some of the best horror films we've covered. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, of course. You know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Who, so, and which turns 30 today. Yeah. Well, not today, but this year. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to forego 
the ghost story this week, mostly because I will take the soul to fucking blame for that, and I slacked. Um, so, you know, next week we're going to bring you two. Matt's going to bring you one, and I'm going to bring you one. So we're going to make up for it next week. Yeah. But in the meantime, um, we're going to do this week, we're going to do this week in pop, or this month in pop culture history for the month of October. So, Matt, what you got? Yeah. So just a few years ago, 2021, William Shatner became the oldest person to reach space, traveling aboard Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket in a 10-minute flight. I remember that. And and Shatner still talks about it. He he has said it's right up there with the birth of his children, which is one of the most amazing things he's ever witnessed, you know? And, yeah. And what a, I mean, any member of the original Star Trek crew deserves that honor, but, but why not William Shatner? I mean, you know, the guy who made us believe in space and, and, and a, and a better world and in, in what Star Trek tried to present to us. Yep. And banging aliens. That's right. Yes, right. I mean, hey, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, ain't one of us out there. I want to meet some alien chick and think, man, I wonder what's underneath that shirt she's wearing. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like for, for science purposes. Yeah, exactly. For science. Um, I've, I don't think we've ever mentioned this guy on our show, maybe, but, you know, this is his best movie. Um, and uh, that is 1992's Under Siege, uh, starring Steven Seagal. I'm and, sure uh, in 300 some episodes, Seagal's come up at least once. Well, we did Maybe machete. so. Oh, we did Machete. Yeah, That's machete. right. So we actually yeah. done a Seagal movie. Um, I mean, this was the movie where the, uh, the chick from one of the chicks from Baywatch jumped out of the cake. Yes, out with of the her, cake. You know? Um, yeah. Um, this is probably the most direct. There were a lot of diehard clones. Yes. And, um, but this is probably the most direct diehard clone that was obvious. It was diehard on the boat more than most of those films. Big time. It's like Seagal sat in the theater and watched Bruce Willis making diehard. And he's like, Hey agent, I need a movie like that. Oh, we got this script, man. Let's go do it. You know? Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, but I want to have, I want to have tits in it. Yeah. Right, I love this, this chick and, uh, jump out of a I cake. Remember, I remember like it. For some reason, I remember liking the sequel better. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just remember that. The, um, Is that under know, fire? Or something? I don't know. Under yeah. Search two under fucking under. fire or whatever. Yeah, Saul's a terrible actor, you know. But uh, but yeah. And, and speaking of real quick, not to change, but man, Bruce Willis, man, did you see that? Uh, he can't even speak anymore. It's very sad. Really? Yeah, he's lost his verbal abilities, and it's just uh, very sad to see you know the the, the downfall of a legend. I don't even want to say that's downfall. Sad, that's man. wrong to say because he has a disease. That sounds terrible to me. Yeah, just, just the the, um, the uh, uh, regression. The regression of a legend. Yeah, it's just uh, it's so sad. But anyway, uh, continue on. Yeah, um, we covered this movie for my birthday uh, in 1968. This month, Bullet, directed by Peter Yates, starring Steve McQueen and Jacqueline Bisset is first released. Great movie. It was good. You, you liked it a little more than I did, but I, I enjoyed watching it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, Steve McQueen's one of those guys that just, uh, you know, pure movie star. So it, just watching him on screen, do his thing is, is worth it. I mean, yeah, his presence you know, was great. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, he's just, he's just one of the greats of our, of all time, you know? And, uh, you know, and, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Steve McQueen movie. I like The Great Escape quite a bit, even though it's almost four hours, or it feels like it's almost four hours, about three hours, very long movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, but yeah, Bullet, Bullet was good. I, of course, had to throw in some horror stuff. 2018, this month, Halloween film reboot starring Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, makes a record $77 million for a horror movie with a female lead. Biggest debut of any film with a female lead over 55 in the U.S., um, I, I liked her in the first uh, legacy sequel um, of Halloween. Interesting. Too bad Neil Bloomkoop didn't could not make his Alien sequel, and it would have starred Sigourney Weaver would have had a bigger debut. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I I'd never seen it. You know, I'm not a big fan of those. I've noticed there's been internet articles lately about. It seems like there's been some backlash on that trilogy now. Um, now mm-hmm. the trilogy is complete. I guess the last movie was pretty bad, and the last one was weak. Were, People are looking back on it and saying, like, oh, it's just kind of a waste. And I guess the rights are up or someone just bought the rights to Halloween. So there might be more coming. It's like, let it let it go. Let it go. More Michael Myers. Um, and then, of course, this same month in 1978, the original Halloween was released. <laughs> no figure. It came out in October. Who would have fucking thought? <laughs> Who would have thought, man? Creepoid Michael appeared breathing behind trees and fences and... Uh, in a Kirk mask. 
Remember, it's not my, that yeah, is not, not that my, is a uh, Captain Kirk mask. <laughs> not my favorite Carpenter movie. And then, uh, 1984, The Terminator, directed by James Cameron, starring, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton released in the U.S. Um, and I made sure to bring this up. Leave off Michael fucking Bean, man. Come on. Yeah, Michael Bean. I was getting to that. Uh, they So Michael Bean, also in the film, he's got these uh, you know pretty recognizable Nike high tops in the film. He steals them from the department store after he steals a homeless guy's pants that that dude probably shit in. Um, (laughs) But he puts on these Nikes and Nike has re-released them as the Terminator high tops. So you can buy Kyle Reese's Nikes and they come in different colors. And I, man, I am so tempted to get them. That's pretty cool. One one of my, uh, I mean, I love, I, I, I know you love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you would have his babies, but <laughs> but Terminator yeah. is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi classics. I, I like Terminator 2 a lot, too, don't be wrong, but something about the original Terminator, it's just so pure and so imaginative that I, I yes. really – it's one of my favorites. I like it a lot. Um, Arnold is so cold in it, man. Yeah, it, it's it's just such a good, solid film, and, uh, and, and the sequel's amazing as well, but it's just I always go back to the original because of the uh, – imaginativeness of it um yeah it was unlike anything i'd ever seen i had never you know we had star wars at that time and indiana jones and flash gordon but i had never seen a science fiction movie with a a lot at at my age a lot of depth with it now years later i realized there were other movies out there like that but at the time i saw terminator that was something i had never seen before you know it it was incredible first of its kind man which spawned a whole lot of horrible remakes in like france and other countries oh yeah but um, you mentioned, yeah, Sci-Fi Network. Uh, you mentioned uh, Disney. Well, this month in 2012, Walt Disney purchases Lucasfilm and its rights for Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises for $4.05 billion, yep. leading and us to what already, we have today. And they've already, and here's the thing, as the internet haters, despite whether they like The Last Jedi or they don't like Ahsoka or whatever, or they want Kathleen Kennedy to be fired, the people realize that they've already made the four billion back and then some. They have already turned yeah. profit on what they did for Star Wars and made money. And Galaxy's Edge has been a huge success. I've read that Galaxy's Edge has almost paid for itself already. I mean, yeah, they're making money hands on fists. Disney's not about to fire Kathleen Kennedy. People get over it. She's making the company a shit fuck ton of money. The Star Wars yeah. films have been successful. The Disney Plus shows have been their highest rated shows. John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Kathleen Kennedy are making Disney and Lucasfilm tons of fucking money. Stop crying. They're not going anywhere. Now, granted, they Kathleen, are not. Kennedy's, Kathleen Kennedy's getting older. When her contract is up, she may retire, and the Filoni probably takes over in all likelihood. They have it set up that More way. More than likely. Uh, and, uh, and that's him okay. in his cowboy hat. You know, and, and they realize that the the success, the fail, the, the not so much success of Solo. And the backlash on the sequels made them sit back a little bit. And that's why they're reassessing what they're doing with the films. And we will get more Star Wars films soon. But they were smart. Uh, like, sometimes I feel like Marvel needs to do that. Kevin Feige and stuff, they're just putting stuff out so fast. And maybe they need to take a step back. So I think Star Wars is doing the right thing. And Lucasfilm, like, you yeah. know what? Let's get this next set of Star Wars movies right before we just put out product constantly. And I, I feel like even with the television shows, I mean... I know Boba Fett wasn't as liked by some people or Obi-Wan, but I've still enjoyed all the Star Wars shows way more than I've enjoyed all the Marvel shows. So I still think they're doing something right. And, uh, but yeah, and, and it brought back Ewan and Hayden and yeah. such a know, huge bombshell. Characters. We all, we all thought revenge of the Sith and the clone Wars cartoon was it. We thought we were done with Star Wars. And all of a sudden when that news hit, we're like, I remember texting friends, y'all people, we were all talking about like, Holy shit, we're getting more Star Wars. I mean, that was a super exciting day when they announced that news. I mean, yeah, the man. same day they announced that Episode 7 was coming. They even announced that J.J. Abrams was directing. They had a director on the day they made the announcement. You know, and we were all like, wow, J.J. Abrams, he just made Star Trek. It was awesome. He's going to make a fucking Star Wars movie. I mean, it was that was awesome. It was a great day for us fans. For real, man. Is. I remember that day. Oof. And lastly, uh, lastly, uh, I don't know how relevant this has been as of late, but 2010 walking dead post-apocalyptic TV series starring Andrew Lincoln, John Bernthal, Lauren Cohen premieres on ANC. I mean, 
it's absolutely still relevant. They've got the new spinoff with Daryl. They've got the spinoff with Rick and Michonne coming. Uh, it's still a huge That's property right. for AMC. It's still, it has its viewers. People still watch it. Um, it was just something that I think was hard for me to keep up with as I got busier with the kids. You know, I watched it up through like season seven, you know, so I'm not, I could always go back and watch eight, nine and 10 and finish it if I wanted. Um, you know, and I was thinking about the other day, like, uh, I was watching something that was talking about the walking dead and, and how it changed television in some ways. I mean, at the time it came out, we were starting to get more cable television programs. You know, FX was Mm -hmm. doing, you know, the shield and more adult programming, but you still didn't have the level of violence you got until you got the walking dead. And now it's not uncommon to turn on stream streaming shows or even network shows and get very adult stuff. Now. Um, I mean, you know, the death of Glenn on that show is one of the most brutal things you'll ever see on television. And, Dude, the makeup and, for that. I mean, I sat there. It was like I sat there and I just in silence when the episode was over. It was so intense. You know, like I had to gather myself. And, and The Walking Dead changed things for television. And it's highly influential. And and I think it's still important today, you know, even 13 years later of what it, how it changed the face of television. To a lot of, and it showed that uh, um, and this was a time in which Marvel was kicking off. You know, the uh, the Avengers was 2010, if I remember right, and comics were, you know, that was a big deal in the comic world. And this was an independent comic that had a lot of success on television. Um, and and yeah. so it, it was a big, and without The Walking Dead, you don't get The Boys. You don't get Preacher. You don't get these other independent shows. I mean, that's just a fact, you know, that for basic yeah. comic book properties. So, yeah. No, that's that's one hundred percent true. You definitely don't get the boys without this. Yeah, Walking Dead highly influential. Um, good stuff, man. Good good stuff. All right, I always uh, try and bring it. Next week, man, a, a movie that for forty years I've avoided watching. <laughs> that I've never. I mean, Leatherface kind of freaks me out. It's it's weird though because I've seen about forty minutes of the Jessica Biel one, the remake, but I've never seen the original. And the only reason I saw about okay. four minutes of the Jessica Biel one is because I was still married at the time and I was in the living room and, and Mary was watching the ex-wife and I was like, and I watched some of it and I was like, you like, like this stuff? She's like, yeah, this is cool. And I'm like, no, okay, I'm going to bed. So that's the only reason I watched parts of the Jessica Biel one. Um, but that yeah. is the original 1974, right? Um, Toby Hopper's The Texas Chainsaw yep. Massacre. What happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. as real, just as close, just as terrifying as being there, even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, after you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. The grandfather, arguably the grandfather of all slashers in America. Yes. Uh, I will finally sit down and watch it. Probably probably tomorrow night I'll sit down and watch this and get ready for next week. And uh, very rare is their first time watch for me on the, on the uh, podcast. But this will be a first time watch all the way through. And uh, so we'll nice. see how it goes. And um, I know it's a favorite of yours. And uh, so, you know, we'll check it out. And, uh, yeah, man, it'll be fun. 
and we'll and we'll look back at the real legend. It's based on next week, and we'll talk about that um, along with a, a ghost story or something for you all next week on the show. As Halloween horrors 2023 continues. But until then, the rebelradiopodcast.com for all your Rebel Radio needs, the link to all the apps and everything you can find us on. And um, we do appreciate you for listening, as always, and uh, it means a lot to us. And uh, until next time, we continue to be safe. And, uh, and, and this has been Mark. This has been Matt. And remember, as always, just go there and do it. And do it. <laughs>